you had some thoughts about the White House Correspondents' Dinner, which by the time this comes out might be old news. I think it's already old news, but I was just getting like very annoyed by all of the discussion of it. <laughs> it was just like, it was, well, because you had all the, all the like chuds who were getting really like butthurt about, you know, uh, that being offensive about someone they like as opposed to being offensive about someone they don't like which is basically the take everyone had. It was like, oh, you know, they can dish it out, but they can't take it, which is like fine, but it's very obvious. Um, when what I was most surprised about was how, how fucking tame it was. Like when she said like she burns fats and then she uses the ashes to get that perfect eyeshadow finish. That was like the most like lame, like un- unbarbed, like, I'd, like God, if I'd have been at that right House Correspondence Dinner, people would have lost their fucking minds. <laughs> <laughs> because that's because they would have found out you were from Russia. <laughs> you have Eric Garland like burst into the White House correspondence dinner. <laughs> Subscribe to my premium feed. I'll tell you why this is a Russian a plant, plant. With, with his bass with his bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Garland saving the world one Seinfeld riff at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what it is. Is, is. is Garland or like one porn soundtrack at a time? Garland like. Like Garland is, um, Garland imagines that like Trump is in his you know modest New York flat with his bike up against the wall and stuff, um, and he's and he's you know maybe um, I don't know he's just doing Jerry because Jerry Seinfeld's always in the kitchen doing something with food whenever someone bursts in, um, and then uh, Kramer who's Putin bursts in and is like I'm gonna give you the election Jerry, <laughs> and then Eric Garland in protest plays but. And that's and that's game theory. I like that we're now describing Seinfeld. Welcome again. Well, I say again because oh, yeah. we in real life just recorded one of these and now we're recording a second one. <laughs> this one may come out first. That's the magic of the audio medium. Uh, disorganization. <laughs> dis- <laughs> it turns out the real treasure was disorganization. Socialist disorganizing. Sorry, actually, in, in Russian, it's a disorganizmetsya. <laughs> I bet the real Russian speaker is not. Disorganizatsya. <laughs> um, I say that. Disorganismetsia sounds like a sort of Turkish dish you could order. Ooh, Ooh racialist. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're going to get to that later. Yeah, when, yeah. We talk, when we talk about the only Ak Party MP <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> well, we should talk about like Russian comedy, I guess, first, because I mean, I'm, oh. I'm new, hey, new to the show, you know, very new to the show. And I, I just found out that you've, you know, you you know, do stuff in Russia doing comedy. Like, what's. Shall we introduce, shall we introduce the show, introduce ourselves, and find out about Russian comedy? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the second sure. episode we recorded this evening of Trash Future, the podcast by The Future is Trash. My name is Riley. You can find me on Twitter at Riley. Uh, it's Hussein. I'm still looking for the last stone to unlock the Evangelion DVD. You realize this one may come out first. <laughs> oh, okay. So just, so just, so just as a backstory, just and you'll hear about this more in like the other episode that we recorded before this one. Um, no, reference I, the future like a true baller. Let it... The fucking no- Nostradamus of this podcast. what you mean. All I'm going to say is there's an Evangelion DVD mm. and there's some secret stuff on there. And I need to unlock it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my ball comrade. 
And uh, I'm Marcus Barner. I'm a Young Labour's international officer and I'm the secretary of London Young Labour. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Reformed Muscle. That's Reformed Muscle. People <laughs> feel really seem to be fucked up by that, you it's know? Like, it's like bodybuilding.com, but it was, a, it was a joke that me and my friend had ages ago about the idea of like, you know, like <laughs> sort of nightclub security guards gone good. <laughs> like bouncers done good reformed muscle you know bouncer squad yeah exactly they kind of like former bullies like, turned into good guys like those, it's, it's, those guys who get really ripped in prison and then come out and open a gym yeah, yeah, yeah. it sort of sounds like bodybuilders who have decided just to go woke after like watching it's precisely it reformed yeah, muscle after watching like call me by your name <laughs> well, I'm not so sure like I wrote this article the other day in Jacobin and like the editor of Jacobin Baskar was like uh, he published that on his Twitter and he just said like he was just basically talking about the, my fucking Twitter handle, and I was like, "Oh god, maybe I should just change it." <laughs> you know, it's, it seems to be taking up a lot of you know space in people's minds. You know, <laughs> and um, change it to hired <laughs> goons. Hired goons. Hired, hired goons. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our my preferred kind of goon. Our, 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 and in Russia, yeah. Hi, it's me, Milo Edwards. Uh, this podcast international officer. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Milo underscore Edwards, head, head where uh, I tweet bad jokes and of stuff about Moscow. <laughs> Did I get the pronunciation right? Head of head of all all the Turkish cuisine. I didn't actually hear it because Google Hangouts. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't. Maybe it's best you didn't. Anyway, uh, yeah. Russian intelligence interfering once again. Yeah, the, the Russians like those types of jokes. I mean, I don't think you know Western liberals like them, but that might mean that Russians like them. Maybe, yeah. Oh, actually, on the sub- I've got a quick I've got a quick thing about Russia before we move on. Um, which is that, so you know, they've been trying to ban Telegram with like zero oh, success, yeah. despite having oh, yeah. spent literal like $50 million on this. Um, that the, the same, the same body, Roskomnadzor is now threatening also to ban Viber, uh, for the same thing, i.e. not sharing encryption keys for users with the FSB. And, um, and they're like, yes, if they do not comply, Viber will suffer the same fate as Telegram. And it's like, what? Still working completely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like so funny. Like, that's the, if you're um, going to start, yeah. uh, if, you're, if you're like a startup entrepreneur and you want your um, communications company to do very well and work fine, the best thing to do is get banned in Russia, apparently. <laughs> I what one of the things that I find very funny sometimes is just thinking about like the guys who are eavesdropping on Milo's calls, because <laughs> be, <laughs> the reason the reason why is because I'm imagining there's, there's there two guys right, who work in like the FSB or whatever, and one of them's listening to this tape and all our stupid jokes, and the other one is just listening to Milo just saying random things into a microphone with like zero context. <laughs> so like at some point earlier today, like some, some poor kid at the FSB was listening what to like- What is a big fancy boy shirt? Was listening shirt. to like why Virgil Vasily. was a hack. <laughs> <laughs> Roman poet Virgil. Not, not, not anyone modern. No. <laughs> not not um, Thunderbird puppet. Um, but you, you, Marcus, you had a question about Russian humor, as I recall. Well, yes, yeah, so I would just ask it into the mic. Yeah, so like, uh, yeah, I've got real trouble with this mic, haven't I? Yes, yeah, so I mean, what's the, what's the deal with like Russian humor then? Uh, I guess that's kind of folding out from what I just asked then about, you know, the Russians enjoy all of the kind of, uh, you know, Russia did it style stuff that Western liberals really don't enjoy. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, uh, yeah, Russian humor. I don't really get to do any political stuff because I work for TV and you can't get that on TV. Um, you can do you can do political stuff live with like varying degrees of success. 
depending on like I've got a mate here who's like an alternative comedian who literally he works for like one stand-up club which has like a YouTube channel and so they just put his solo shows up on YouTube and he uh he does political stuff okay um, but I like have seen him absolutely die at shows just because because of the FSB stuff and the crowd is not <laughs> like but he'll be doing like even not very he won't be doing like he's not even doing like controversial political stuff like he'll do a bit of stuff about Putin but he'll also do stuff about Navalny um, and then he just did like 10 minutes about like how there are all these people in Russia who hate feminists and how that's really dumb. Um, and people, and people were like booing him, <laughs> like, um, for basically saying women should have rights. Well, um, so, you know, that was good. What's a, what's um, a Russian but joke? The main problem I find with Russian crowds is just that they haven't seen much stand up usually. So if you try and do anything that isn't like obvious Jimmy Carr style stuff they're just like what? So that's that thing that it's like Jimmy Carr style stuff Jimmy Carr in the old Jimmy yeah, Carr like no. if, if you ask most people to name an English comedian Jim. here they would probably say Jimmy Carr Jimmy 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 so that's the Russian comedy update portion of the show yeah now shall we get to the hell yeah should we get to should have its own jingle Nate <laughs> Shall we get to the politics? It's the Soviet national anthem. Okay. Some shit just happened in England. Um, it was it was it was something. The rapture. There was there was a series of elections, local style. Yeah, we did well. I think we did. Now, here's the thing. Uh, again, because half of our listeners are American. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from some brief background. Um, in Britain, like local elections don't take place like they do in America. Um a lot of them tend to happen at once mm-hmm. and they, you will be electing councillors who will work, who are like represent your ward, your ward. And then from there, then you'll govern a local authority and you're electing people to that local authorities council. Um, and, and, and unlike in America where it seems just like a guy with a boat dealership can become mayor of a small town in Florida. Um, here you're still a member of the party you're standing for. And so you can vote Labour for your council. You can vote Tory for your council if you're a monster. Um, or if you um, have a reverse mortgage, you can vote for anyone else. Um, anyway, that's the basics of what just happened. And a lot of local council elections just took place here in England. They certainly did. They certainly they did. They really did. I'm really exhausted. I set up till about six o'clock. And uh, Marcus, what, what happened? So we won uh, 2,310 seats uh, to the Tories, uh, 1,330, which means that the Tories lost 31, we gained 59. Uh, a few marginal parties like the Greens and the Liberal Democrats uh, did all quite well too. Different kinds of Tory. Yeah, all different kinds of Tory, different shades of Tory, yeah. you know. Lib, De- um, Lib Dems are like Goldenrod City Tories. Yeah, and there's like... Uh, the- yeah, and the well, the Dems are kind of like woke and anti-Brexit Tories now, aren't they? They're all they all just want to be Anna Subri. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like they're like they, they want to say the right things, but they don't ever dream of you know social improvement. He doesn't want to be yeah. Anna Subri. Jesus, uh, no, no, good God, no. Uh, and then the Greens are just Tories with dreads. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, smelly Tories. Yeah, it's oh, the smell on called smelly the Green Party Tories. Tories. Smelly Tories. <laughs> I mean, um, and yeah, so some marginal parties picked up seats. Mm-hmm. Marginal, irrelevant parties like marginal the Marginal, irrelevant groups like the Liberal Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> Bin. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, I mean, the one thing I find interesting is that there has been a concerted media effort to say that Labour failed. Fucking wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, really wild. I mean... We, 
I mean, we did a really, really good job of continuing on from the general election uh, in which we got the biggest amount of votes we got you know, since like 1945. Um, I think John Curtis just recently, John, John Curtis is a kind of politics wonk. Um, Am I th- are we thinking of the same? Is he a good one or a bad one? He's, he's, he's relatively impartial. Oh, okay. I was thinking, though, there was someone for the Express who has a relatively similar name uh, okay. who I was going to say he's more of a politics wank. Oh, but no, this one, this one, this one's good. I've I, I mixed up my Curtis's. Yeah, Curtis is he's good. You know, uh, we've gone out the official trash future, good or bad. Judging on the uh, vote that we got yesterday, um, yeah. we would uh, win. Well, uh, the Tories would lose thirty-eight seats to us, uh, and that's just off that vote. That's not including the youth swing that always comes with us, and, the, and that's and the additional dynamics as well that we have in a general election of like it's a big thing that everybody's discussing. Like no one gives a shit about local elections mm-hmm. really. Only the politically tuned in really care about us them. us we care yeah. <laughs> we, you know? we care about yeah, it but, but when a whole country starts talking seriously and you know the, yeah. me- the media laws start kicking in properly then you can start seeing things uh you know going our way and you can actually see in the foreseeable future you know building on this result a socialist-led labor government hell yeah because we here's the weird thing it's i'm, I'm striving to explain why the fuck despite the fact that we had a historically good local election result, mm. winning a historically high amount of seats. The, um, the media has said that we're not, we didn't do a good job. The only thing I can guess... Everyone's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is that the police... police. The police, the police union. <laughs> the police a lot union. of cops around yeah. for a country that claims that the police forces are dying. Yeah, well... A lot of cops around. Uh, oh, hang on. So, um, we, don't, well, we, we don't have any police, but we have cops. <laughs> you know, a riddle throughout the establishment. <laughs> the, the police, the police don't like the Tories anymore, though, do they? So, I mean, I, I, I was the, the things that I've sort of seen, and you have the inside track of what's kind of going on. Um, but the main kind of lines that most people are taking are one that Labour may have kind of overshot its expectations. It. You know, after the general election, where every where it did a lot better than everyone expected, and maybe even including people in the party, they may have set those expectations higher. Mm. And this is also like in the wake of like the Windrush scandal and this general idea, anyway, that the government is kind of polling at like record lows. I don't know how true or false that is. The second part is the anti-Semitism scandal and certain areas with like high Jewish populations mm-hmm. who would have naturally voted for Labour instead of opting for other parties or like not voting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one was this claim that UKIP, because UKIP was absolutely demolished mm-hmm. to the point where Jared Batten, who's like the interim leader of UKIP, actually likened the party to like the Black Plague today. Um, <laughs> every every leader of UKIP is an interim leader of UKIP. <laughs> I should point that out. <laughs> well, there is a thing about like you know, will will like Nigel Mark Free like be making a return? Um, and he hasn't ruled it out apparently. So like, there you go. Yeah. Um, I for one am Raheem Kassam twenty twenty. Um, ride or die, bitches. Uh, you might not be the next UKIP leader, but you might be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> um, every everyone who takes over UKIP is like the people who took over Russia in nineteen oh five. They kind of they kind of know what's well, yeah, going to happen. I think also that like the UKIP vote has kind of all largely gone to the Tories. There's some spatterings of like people who like for some reason went from UKIP to Lib Dem cops. That's interesting, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, that's a really rogue move. <laughs> in places like Thurrock, though, which is a seat we need to win at the next general election. Yeah. Um, the vast majority of the UKIP vote actually went to us. Yeah. You know, proving that actually, you yeah. know, there's a lot of 
you know, debate about Brexit and, you know, yeah, I am. some sort of big culture or whatever, which is, uh, yeah. you know, obviously clearly like negatively affecting us in some areas, but in other areas too, there's always been this very serious Euroscepticism, which wasn't necessarily racism, you know, genuinely was not necessarily racism. I saw this fun tweet um, today that basically said that's from like one of these like fbpp bros okay yeah um, that was just like my guys you know, if, if this is like the last election where like britain multi hashtag if this, if this is the last election where like british people like you can vote in a british election or a european election it makes you know it makes complete sense for people to vote for parties like who may be like the last chance to like stop brexit and it's kind mm. of like okay so you like you kind of so you, you basically just like let the Tories win. Um, <laughs> I think it's fucking deluded to own, to own, own the, yeah, the best one. The best yeah. one was the one that I found when the, where the guy was tweeting, like in this election, you have to vote for remain parties only. And we have to remove Jeremy Corbyn as leader of the Labour party because he's pro Brexit. Even voting Tory achieves this objective. And it's like, you just said only vote for parties who are in favor of remain. <laughs> well, I think one of my sort of like, one of the things that I noticed about this is number one, I think people is that Labour set itself an enormously ambitious goal. Yeah, really, really serious stuff. And you can see why they did that, because obviously yeah. no one expected us to you know, perform as well as we did in, on June the 8th, uh, 2017. And we'd just been in permanent campaigning mode ever since. And What we were going to do was we were trying to take Westminster, Kensington and Chelsea, Wandsworth and Barnet. Mm-hmm. And a few of the ones too, like Trafford in Manchester. We did. Which we certainly did. Well, we became the largest party. Yeah. And we took control uh, of the council. Yeah, we yeah. did really well. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and but yeah, we shout s- out to Manchester Momentum, by the way, the, by far the best Momentum group in the country, and really, really turned people out, really turned them out in the streets. Marcus, are you splitting the left right now? No, Man- <laughs> no, Ma- Manchester Momentum, the bosses, man, they're good, the boss man. This, but the other thing, just, just is fostering healthy free market competition within the left. Labour didn't, uh, we didn't achieve the incredibly ridiculous goals we set for ourselves. A lot of people. I've been saying that labor needs to refocus on family, flag, and work. Jeez. And they say this again and again and again. Why? All those things suck. Right? Well, it's just, you like, know. The flag is dumb. Like, it's, it's only got three colors, and it's just, a, it's just some dumbass <laughs> flapping in the wind, right? Like, it doesn't even have the Shahada on it. Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested. Uh, number two, family. Like, Family who has no flames on it. Literally, who needs that? Like, like my mom moved here and now she just calls me all the time. And like, my family were the people who were getting mad at me for stealing vodka out of the like out of the like family bar when I was like you know fourteen. So uh, bin. And then work. Work is literally the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Like it's there's never been a worse thing than um, imagining that there is dignity in like renting yourself out to someone who's going to give you less than the value of what you're doing. Why Corbin has to refocus on the three worst things I could imagine. Yeah, it's, so, it's so out of step with the public mood as well, you know, like the whole, well, the Labour voting public are clearly just interested in some very serious transformative change in the country and just drop into this really quite, like, quite fucked up and, you know, quite deluded um, like politics of pessimism and... There's always that thing, isn't it, with like local elections? It's kind of like it's all about the bins. It's all about what party will like take your bins out two or three times a week. What if we voted Um, to the conservatives to punish them by making them interact with the bins? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I never. I mean, I've always found that like a bit patronizing in some ways, isn't it? It's kind of. um, But also, like, I'm not. 
In some ways, I have a lot of respect for people who only care about bin collections because, like, they've got an issue and they <laughs> yeah. stick to so it. That's They're your like, thing. I don't care about you. I don't care about big geopolitical forces. I don't care about fairness in our society. I care about will they collect the bin? Right, it's yeah, like, it's, no, it's like the way that's stop diverting really the question. Like thing in British politics too. You know, it's like people care about competency. It's like that's fucking mental. People care about like changing the world and fucking like what your country, what your society is going to look like. Lots of really weird low-level technocracy. So, so, so the thing that I found confusing with the punditry is that I, like, I am going to found the bin party, the line, and we're just going to have one issue. Line, but okay, in local elections, people give people only care about bins. They only care about you know how many you know if the binmen will come and like you know remove all your like mistresses lawn you know uh, leftover uh, <laughs> leftover lingerie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it's the to- if it's the Tory party we're talking about, it's if they'll remove your mistress's school bag. <laughs> um, but if that's the case, then like why? Big shelter, hang the pedos. Wrecked. <laughs> if, if if that's the case, then why would you like you know why devote so much punditry to like you know anti-Corbynism? Why mm. would you devote so much punditry to like you know this is a this is a reflection of like a crisis in the Labour Party or like a crisis of like you know. Um, you know, indica- indicative of like why people care so much about like racism in Labour Party. You know that you know the latter could very well be true. Like could, that could very well be a factor as to you know there's an argument to be made that says that you know if that wasn't there, maybe Labour would have done a bit better in certain areas. I numbers. think that's true. I think that's one hundred percent true. But it, what I found confusing was this: like it was just the nature of the pundit, like the the nature of the punditry itself, mm. and the fact that again we we kind of it's this space where like we haven't really escaped like 20 you know we haven't even we haven't really escaped like the corbyn election right we haven't no. like <laughs> we haven't escaped 2016 and Is that's it, kind of yeah. and i think even in like things that are largely mundane and like i didn't stay up all night to like watch you know watch the election results because i stayed up all night to actually watch this anime series called cowboy bebop <laughs> Um, which is a very, which is a very basic anime. It's not good. It's not actually that good, to be honest. It's really good. Come on. No, it sucks. It's lame. We'll, t- we'll have words about this later. Yeah. Um. You know, some. I. I spent my time doing something productive. Uh, <laughs> Did Hussein just admit um, that some anime was uh, bad? It doesn't. Like it, like it doesn't. It didn't really feel as significant as like it sort of. It was sort of made out to be today on the news. I don't know. I don't know. Like, um. To me, anyway, just like it sort of feels just a bit bland. But as someone who kind of is in the Labour track, like, what do you kind of think? What do you think this kind of indicates about where the party goes up to the next general election? I think we just have to keep maintaining consistency. We have to keep on building stuff. I mean, in quite a lot of places, like in um, Calder Valley, in Thurrock, um, Milton Keynes South. You know, we're clearly making the sort of inroads that we need to, you know, win these constituencies to form a a Labour government in the next general election. Um, I I really, I don't know. I I think a lot of this, uh, a lot of the analysis about it is very wayward. If anything, it should just more be like an organisational analysis of why we were telling people we can do this and do that when it never felt like that on the ground. It was was more of a mobilisational analysis, I think, really, beyond any kind of like, oh, why have we done terribly? Because we've we've done excellently. It's it's that... And I think like one of the things that strikes me, I'm just going to grab, I'm going to sort of build on something you said earlier. Well, about Cowboy Wait, Bebop. Uh, no, I'm going to tear that down later. Because <laughs> um, it's a good show. No, um, I'm, is, you're saying like, is that the media will often, is, especially you'll see this on like sort of centrist Guardian columnists. Uh, Jonathan Friedland didn't do such a bad job today, credit mm. to him. 
Um, but they he, will, he thought for once, didn't he? Yeah, I he sat down and thought for once. Fair, fair he, enough. His, you know what? Over a long enough period of time, his two brain cells will collide. <laughs> um, I like his fan fiction. <laughs> I like Jonathan Friedland, John Rentoul slash fiction. That's, that's bullshit too. He's like a journalist. He's like, he has like sixty five brain cells. Um, okay, no, no he's, he's the, he, he knows loads of words. <laughs> John Rentoul knows so many he words. So many John words. Rentoul, the like, why Amber Rudd will definitely not resign fame. He just loves words. Um, if anything, he is a bibliophile, <laughs> which is why he's not allowed in my, near my Bibles anymore. Pages keep sticking together. <laughs> no, it was like, what you're saying is that basically is that a lot of these commentators in the same breath will say um, local elections are just all about the bins. People just want to know where the bins are going. People need to dispose of evidence. When are the fucking bins getting taken what out? about the Benjamins, But at the baby? same time, they're going to say, ah, Corbyn's stance on Brexit is hurting him in the local elections. Yeah. What's that have to do with the bins? It's really, it's really quite, you know, deranged and, you know, wild. It's almost as though our media class is perhaps one of the stupidest of all of the it's core capitalist companies. It's incredibly stupid, isn't it? It's incredibly stupid. It, I, Did you see the meltdown they had about like, Owen Jones basically saying they all think the same things? Some someone oh, from the FBPP group has definitely written an article about how Brexit will affect um, bin collections. So, That's definitely happened. Um, slightly, slightly moving on is we sort of know that one of the main reactions to this election was uh, labor is the traditional ones. Uh, labor has to get more racist. Was one. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite ones. It seems to be the only solution for some people you know yeah. i mean yeah this is this is what i say to most problems in my life i just need to get more racist <laughs> um there's no interest in ever shaping the debate is there so like uh, for example in um in havering which has you know always been a very ukip area uh, kind of old east london style old east london style place um you know like a very very good um, momentum candidates like nicholas west was standing there and, you know, they were saying, and they got, they were getting like the national press, like asking them uh, for what their thoughts were on it. And they were like, well, you know, people care about like housing and the NHS and education more than they care about immigration. And that's, you know, that's not, not just by like a, you know, by the grace of God. It's happened because Jeremy Corbyn's leadership has been hammering these questions time and time again, rather than like playing to people's fucking more baser instincts about fucking immigration. If, you, if you're more racist, then you can make more mugs. And we are a pro merch podcast, right? I want one of those mugs. I really, honestly, do want one. Oh, it's my, re- they're yeah. really rare. They must be somewhere. <laughs> well, they, they must be knocking around somewhere. It's that um, again for American listeners. Um, Ed Miliband uh, made lo- basically in order to try to appeal to um, uh, Chud Britain, more or less, <laughs> made um, created a series of promotional mugs. Uh, that only had the words sensible controls on immigration printed on them. I think it just said controls on immigration, oh, yeah. didn't it? Controls on immigration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> controls on immigration. I like that that like uh. that before I guess the thing, everyone was like, oh, Corbin's wrecking the Labour Party. It's like they've totally forgotten that Ed Miliband like single-handedly kept the granite carving industry alive when he like, you know. When he chiseled into a rock, like I'll kick out the yeah, browns. No, that, that is that's the a, best. That is the best you know artifact. This? Is it's, the it's, rock? It's I want Hackney. a mug made out of that no. fucking the rock. The headstone is in Hackney. Again, for the American listeners, he literally did this. Yeah, he he made a huge fucking tombstone. Really, yeah. I remember like when he got interviewed about it. He was just like, "So when I get into number ten, I'll put it in the garden of number ten, and every morning 
I'll go and read it to know to understand what my missions and the British people were. <laughs> that's the um, thing. Like it, it's as incredibly just, normal. It's as though he just yeah, got a copy of the Daily Mail chiseled onto a piece of stone. 2001, a disgrace, I'll just say. I mean, that's normal fucking behavior, isn't it? I mean, like the, the way I mean, because Ed Miliband is quite like a charming and interesting, like just like North Londoner. You know, he's an interesting guy to talk to. He's really yeah. well read. His like, podcast is actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, same. Yeah, I thought the same. And like, you know, he's fucking from an interesting family. Like, he's evidently got a social conscience. Yeah, I joined the party in 2010 to vote for him. Yeah, and you know, let me come on the podcast. Right? I'm sorry about <laughs> making fun of you. <laughs> Ed, I'm so so sorry. But, but you know, like fucking the way the way yeah, that all of his advisors. I, I, tried I've to heard shake I've heard very good things about Ed Miliband. Actually, I've got a mate who used to work with a lot of a lot of people in Labour who worked with Ed Miliband at the time who said that they thought Ed Miliband got terrible advice and he got like loads of conflicting advice from like different media like the, his own yeah, media people, which is why he basically ended up saying like nothing and the wrong thing yeah, he, all he, at he the just same got time. Appalling advice from like very similar people to the people who now want to tell Corbyn what to do. <laughs> and, Cor- and Corbyn has just fucked them all off entirely and stuck with the trade union movement. And it's, it's paid off pretty handsomely for him to be quite frank. These people are ghouls. You can, and you, well, again, in the case of some of them, they do look like Nosferatu. They fucking um, want, like, a, I mean, you I, shall not be named. <laughs> I, know, I know I've been hitting John Rental hard in this episode, but I we haven't got to say Nick Cohen. Oh, Nick Cohen, he also too. looks like Nosferatu. John, I mean, Jonathan Friedland looks like, um, looks like a zombie, but who got zombified in chess club. <laughs> <laughs> that my, 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 my man putting queen to e5 <laughs> but also is is putting tooth to your brain i guess like there's this fear though that some people some people mentioned before the local election which was whether kind of scandals like the anti-semitism scandal other like racism related scandals are kind of being weaponized by specifically the tories but other like right-wing parties or like anti-corbyn factions mm-hmm. Um, and that will undermine kind of the overarch because like the lesson that we took from the general election was obviously like, these big messages about like more equitable some more like equal distributive societies ones where you know we care a lot about housing we care about communities we care about a future in Britain that isn't like inherently racist um, you know uh, big wishes for that uh, but that stuff is kind of really powerful at unifying people that was like the big lesson I think most people took away from that but then there was always that question about like momentum, like how how long can you hammer that message, um, and what other things can kind of like destabilize it. And there was fear among like left wing kind of groups that I'm part of, which were like, you know, is the anti-Semitism stuff is that going to really undermine the overall mission? Um, and I guess that fear is still there, like you know. And what what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that? I mean, we're gonna see we're gonna see more scandals like this. Yeah, you know, that's that's without a question. But was there like something that Labour could have done to kind of manage these situations better? Like, what are your thoughts on like that, like moving forward? Yeah, well, I mean, it was obviously handled absolutely like terribly, to be honest. Um, it took far too long. It was a really dragged out process. Um, I, I honestly think it could have just immediately so much of the ill will could have been sorted out by a, a simple apology from the leadership. I mean, because Corbyn was like truly in the wrong, you know, by, you know, just not, you know, just joining with this. I don't know if American viewers have seen this um, wild mural. Well, it was, yeah, there was basically, um, I, <laughs> I, I, lo- I love being like the American translator. Yeah. Uh, a lot, like there was, there have like long been kind of the old ghost of anti-Semitism lurking around the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. 
um, a lot of the old cranks, basically. Mm. Um, it's a real thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. real thing, and I think it's mostly with the older. Yeah, and there's a, there's a real um, there's a real kind of like amnesia with them all as well, you know. So yeah. when you get people like Jackie Walker, um, who God willing, you know, will be expelled from the Labour Party, but is currently suspended. Um, you know, she comes out saying that like Holocaust Memorial Day doesn't commemorate the victims of other genocides, which is like patently untrue. She consistently says this, despite the fact she's been like corrected on multiple occasions. She spoke at a Labour Party fringe meeting in 2016, in which she was like really like uh, cynically questioning why Jewish community schools have to have um, armed protection, you know. And it's just like you're a fucking disgrace, and the, and the people are just willing to line up behind her and say. This is this is disgusting that she's being suspended from the Labour Party yeah. for criticizing Israel. Yeah, and that lost as Barnet. Yeah, certainly did. That lost as Barnet. It certainly did. Um, you that can we... speak to anybody who was there, and that's what they all say. You know, there's a very, very real fear. But no, clearly, like the, yeah. the, the the Labour leadership does need to get around the table. Yeah. you know, with the Jewish communal leadership and like you know, work, the work out the, some serious the loft the beetroot together. Right? Oh, the Judas thing. Oh, <laughs> I, I fucking love that. Oh, so funny. Well, that's the thing too, because all these like weird centrists have this um, real thing about anti-Semitism. Yeah, these real thing about anti-Semitism, don't they? Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as Corbyn speaks to some like left-wing Jews, suddenly like, they fucking freak they're out. They're not real Jews. They're not real Jews. Yeah, no, they're just left-wing. Yeah, but it's like then. But then I think it's like it's that. This is actually something I talked about with Matt on all the best, right? Mm. Which is that in a party of five hundred thousand people, because there is a border, a background social level of anti-Semitism, there are going to be anti-Semites. Well, because, it, it exists in society, doesn't it? Yeah. Therefore, it exists in the party. And there are those, and there are those in the Tories as well. If anything, I would argue the Tories are more systematically racist mm. than Labour. The only issue is that Labour, because we are claiming a moral position where we want to make life better and more equitable for everyone, have more of a responsibility to stamp it out. Yeah, we, Tories, we, we, we want to be the society yeah, we want to create. The Tories you know? don't really have a responsibility to stamp it out because if they. Because if they could get elected, in fact, they, they do get elected by saying they're going to reduce the number of brown people around. Of course. That's yeah. a thing they get elected on. And so they represent all the yeah. uglier instincts and aspects of British society, don't they? And so if we're going to if we're gonna run it. against them, our responsibility is to be better than them. Yeah, completely. And maybe we would have won Barnet if we if the leadership had taken Actually, it more guys, seriously. I'll have you know you'll be eating those words because Robert Halfen thinks the Tories should rebrand as the Workers' oh, Party. Jesus, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. The Workers' yeah. Party, a national Workers' concerns. Party, perhaps? Mm. Maybe they should flirt with socialism and become a <laughs> yeah. national... I mean, socialism is a popular ideology at the yeah, moment. So maybe the Tories should rebrand as National so, Socialist... socialist Workers, workers party, party. <laughs> who's that um I, <laughs> I was gonna say i'm with i'm uh, i'm i'm with um i'm with liz kendall um oh, you're well, the only are you the only one <laughs> i'm I, I yeah i'm i mean i'm manufacturing t-shirts right now um liz, liz kendall's freedom fighters um uh, Lisbola, as we call ourselves. <laughs> no, that's Liz Truss's freedom fighters or Lisbola. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Liz Kendall. Oh, fuck, it's Liz. You yeah. Liz Truss. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Liz Truss running the only Haram branch of Hezbollah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, it's Liz Kendall has that markets. photo of her on a tank, so <laughs> so that, like, it would have made good merch. But yes, Liz... That's the anime <laughs> tank girl. <laughs> Liz, Ken- Liz Kendall's army, otherwise known as Lisbola. Um, and we're, you know, we're rebranding the Tory party as, uh, you know, for future thinkers and entrepreneurs and Deliveroo 
connoisseurs. Um, <laughs> You'll listen to listen to sensitive tycoons. <laughs> <laughs> the April Fool's episode where Liz Trust, not Liz Kendall, uh, took over RSS feed for being too negative. <sighs> I'm so tired. I'm tired. Uh, I know. Politics, folks. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> not good. Uh, let's do. Can you do? Can we do? Can you do another another twenty? He's tired because he's just come from his job at Deliveroo. So. One thing that I notice is that every time anything happens in England at all, uh, a number of uh, Labour MPs will take it as an opportunity to say that Jeremy Corbyn is no longer fit to lead the Labour Party. Oh, they're a fucking disgrace, aren't I they? took a particularly bad shit this morning. And then, um, <laughs> and then Chris... What, 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 what constituency does it represent? Yeah, Chris Leslie had a tweet about it. He's <laughs> saying, we need free movement of poo. Oh. <laughs> I mean, jokes aside, it is a fucking disgrace that the membership has to just prop up these MPs. Well, I mean, I, I've got two, I've got three, three things on my mind actually that I want to talk about before we we close out. I want to talk about two of these MPs, and I want to talk about the voter ID thing. So, okay. should we do the voter ID thing first, and then have our dessert of the MPs? Yeah, that's fair enough. I really want a voter ID card so I can pull it out like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> It's time to vote. <laughs> I would like 100% do that. Exodia, um, vote Lib Dem. <laughs> and Seto Kai was like, oh, <laughs> blue eyes, white dragon is powerless. I mean, it would certainly be like better than me going to the voting booth every time and just showing them the Machamp card. Problem is, sir, you can't show that card. We've been not, through this. You're not as ripped as Matt. No matter how much we all want to fuck Machamp. <laughs> No, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I, if you got a shiny voter ID card, remember, you can vote twice. I remember that. I remember this because I just I have a weird photographic memory. So I remember all my children's cartoons that I watched when I was like as young as six. But you don't remember your children's Teen. birthdays? Uh, no, of course not. Fuck those guys. I already told you, family's dumb. Family's like the lamest thing. You know what? You remember the first time they busted? This is the family you choose, like in The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. You know, this is family. <laughs> This is meaningful. Oh. This man is like your father. <laughs> no, um, is that basically a number of wards in the UK were piloting the dumbest, most reactionary policy that's ever been invented. Voter ID. Mm. Bad. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty ugly and it's clearly an attempt to stifle the Labour vote as well. I mean, it completely disenfranchises the most like marginalised people in society. Disenfranchises like, you know, black and ethnic minority people. People who are less likely to have documentation. Yeah, completely. They're citizens. They live there. They, they're allowed to vote. Well, yeah, it's a very pernicious and ugly thing to do to someone. Yeah, and because the, basically the, the Tories stir up fear that, like, you know, there's going to be a Labour government because a bunch of people are going to come vote and mm. then put on, like, Groucho Marx glasses with, like, a big nose and a fake mustache yeah, and yeah, go yeah. vote again mm. as Guy Incognito. It's based on this idea that there's going to be voter fraud, mm. which is completely absurd. Fortunately, though, the Home Office and the Tories have a really good record with checking and issuing documentation to brown people. So that won't be a problem. And, and so they piloted this, actually, in one of the boroughs, this scheme, basically to disenfranchise like working class and non-white, mostly labor voters, under the, again, under the guise of stopping someone dressed as Mickey Mouse from voting twice. Mm. Um, in order to combat this imaginary idea of voter fraud. They piloted it in Swindon. It worked in Ogdenville and North Haverbrook. 
<laughs> I've done voter ID pilot trials. Swindon Broadway. is actually Swindon is quite North Haverbrook actually. Oh yeah, well my uh, my girlfriend's from Swindon. Oh really? Yeah, Ooh. she's she's in the room, folks. Say that to her <laughs> face, Riley. <laughs> Haley, you're from Swindon. What do you think about that? A deafening silence. He's not responded. <laughs> anyway. No, they, but they trialed this in Deserve Swindon, no response. where the Tories, um, I believe, quite narrowly took control or mm. narrowly held off a Labour surge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Swindon was quite narrow. Yeah, very marginal, yeah. Very close. And that was, and I wonder, had they not done the voter ID trial... What could have been? Could it have gone a different way? Mm. I think it's entirely possible. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's some very serious political motivations behind what they do, you know? And I wonder why they piloted it, where they piloted it. Mm. It's almost as though they're a bunch of cynical bellends who'll do anything to hang on to power. Absolutely. And it's, it's also the same as, you know, when we, we were at our lowest ebb and they called the election. Uh, it was clearly just to destroy the organized labor movement and its political expression. And, you know, even slightly before that, when the uh, boundary changes were happening and, like, labor were basically set to lose so many safe seats, you know, in, in the cause of, you know, fairness for Tory voters just to get much, much better uh, Tory enfranchisement. Genuinely appalling stuff. Well, there's one, one thing I kind of want to move to, which is talking a little bit about MPs. There are, before we get that, there are some M- Labour MPs and journalists um, do seem as though they are calling for solidarity with Amber Rudd by saying everyone should vote Tory. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Did you see the Lisa Nandy tweet about that? I, I, was, I voted is- Tory. I voted Tory because I'm tired of the Tories being called right wing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, calling yeah. people right wing is it actually cre- it creates violent. a toxic culture. It, 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 it doesn't benefit the left. It doesn't benefit anybody. It's actually violence. The only it's way, the only way, violence. the left will get into power is if we vote for the Tories and the Tories vote for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. That's, that's politics. A, a, yeah. a, a true that's expression that we believe in our institutions. <laughs> true, that we believe in the norms of politics. What did Lisa Nandy say? Oh, so she made this tweet, which was let me see if I can find it. Then we'll go on to Jess Phillips and surprise MP. That's real dessert. The surprise MP is, (laughs) oh, it's great. So Lisa Nandy did this tweet, which was like, oh, you know, um, well, you know, he he that shall not be named actually did a good tweet too as well, didn't he? Being like, you know, be careful, be careful for what you wish for. If you want to get rid of uh, Amber Rudd, someone worse is going to come along. It's like, fucking off, like, of course, want to get rid of these people. We want to get rid of all of them. In some ways, I think there are some, there are some Tory ministers who'd be kind of, relieved if they lost power but lisa nandy was uh, i can't find the tweet but she basically made a tweet which said that you know it doesn't benefit the left to a, a oh here we oh oh it's even better than i remembered yeah. <laughs> i love that was, yeah yeah it's like oh it's way better too many people gleefully celebrating the home secretary's resignation are doing us no favors inhumanity creates a destructive sour political culture that spills over into policy and makes victims of the powerless including migrants it offers no future for them or the left. I mean, she's <laughs> right 100% about almost everything. Yeah. This is a woman mm. who, you know, like Amber Rudd is a politician who was, you know, pretty seriously responsible for like stripping uh, migrants in this country of like their, their rights to healthcare. As an immigrant, I hate her. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and she's created a, like a vile political culture based around like what the, what the Murdochs want, the Murdochs get. And has destroyed the social fabric of we ha- Britain and but we austerity. Ha- and, but we have to be nice to her because if there's one thing I've learned, that's right, is that it's not the policies that you enact that count; 
It's what you think despite those policies. Yeah, politics is a serious game, but it is a game and you need to you know, yeah. respect the players in the game. Of course. You know, it's, not Yo. about, it's not about people's lives or fucking child poverty or suicide. It's or hard out there for a pimp. Right? <laughs> like Amber Rudd. The one thing on which, I do, which I do agree with is that I think that Amber, celebrating Amber Rudd's resignation is completely pointless because obviously they'll just replace her with someone just as bad, which they have done with Sajid Javid. Like nothing actually changes because she's resigned. It's like, it's like a pointless symbolic gesture. It's nice that the Tories have been embarrassed for both sides. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always good to have some real embarrassment. And she's, don't forget, in, this, in her constituency, she's clinging on by 346 votes. <laughs> She'll be, she'll be gone, right? Yeah, she's I over. I cannot wait for her political career to be gone. To be, oh, the only problem is she's she going to Where podcast. does she stand on the bins? Oh, yeah, yeah. I Amber demand Rudd, to know. I said, take me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the other MP I want to talk about is one Jessica Phillips. Ooh. The only Labour MP that I think is actively campaigning for the Tories and who mostly gives interviews to The Sun. She's a big fan of The Sun. Nice. She tweets this morning because Jess Phillips is very keen. She's, she sees Corbyn as more of her opponent than the Tories. Genuinely. Well, she's got a real obsession, like a pathological obsession with Jeremy Corbyn. And so this is an example of, I think, a certain kind of, of like centrist Labour MP reaction mm. to local elections where she says, up and at him. So she did the radioactive man line correctly, at least. Uh, up and at them. <laughs> <laughs> I see everyone is claiming failure as victory. Again, a historically good local election result that didn't meet our ridiculous aims. How is that not victory? Well, did you see that Chukaramuna's one saying that there needs to be an inquiry into the result? And it's like, what, an inquiry into the fact that if this result was generalized across like a, like a national general election campaign, we'd have taken political power. No, <laughs> the Labour Party can't do that. It'd be mean to the Tories. It would be mean to the Tories. It, <laughs> it's not a fair game. It's not fair no, game. Winning an election against the Tories is as bad as calling them right wing. It's violence. It's just going to perpetuate it, a culture it, of partisanship. Yeah. It is violence. Uh, it's quite sinister. You know, groups of people patrolling the streets, demanding that, you know, citizens vote for certain yeah. candidates from, and all, from, I mean, from what organized parties. I mean, what next? Parties. Will people start referring to coffee as like soup? <laughs> <laughs> Shut, Shut up, Hussein. <laughs> Your hate speech is not welcome on this podcast. <laughs> It's, it's the same thing where they're like, oh, there's someone else who, who wrote an article recently. It was like, oh, imagine living in a one party state. I'm not talking about some <laughs> banana republic. I'm talking about Manchester, which is all labor. And it's like, yeah, mate, people like them more than you. It's simple as that. Yeah. And we took Trafford Council in Manchester, which is the only conservative controlled uh, yeah. borough. I think the best type of politics is if everything is 50 50. <laughs> all opinions. Yeah. Right, it's just all opinions. Yeah. The attack and damage on the yeah. the attack and damage on your Yu-Gi-Oh card, 50-50. <laughs> um, Jess Phillips is then tweeted at by at Kiwa, sort of a mufo of the show. Um, could you resist talking down your party for one day? To which Jess Phillips responds, fully like like cosmic universe brain. Where did I mention my party? The goggles, like they that. do nothing. Fucking hell, she's got us. Yeah. It turns out she was just watching Golden don't feel Girls. Clever now, do you? She was watching Golden <laughs> Girls, and she was just talking about the episode. Fuck. Now, no, now we're doing the politics of of dominance. Who's got the last laugh now? Ah, oh, god damn it. Um, so she then says, "You know what? I've said literally nothing anti-Corbyn or anti-Labour. Yet somehow my Twitter is a toilet of people telling me to join the Tories. I honestly give up. I hope that means she joined yeah, the Tories. Well, um." But in the news of another MP, before we close out, because it's getting a little, it's getting, the, the time, time ticks. The time is ticking. Um, Not only if you believe in linear time, which 
are not in like if you're Peter Hitchens, as we've mentioned on the show before. Like if you were Peter Hitchens, you just like wouldn't recognize it at all. I bet Peter Hitchens levitates. <laughs> you should oh. you should get Peter Hitchens on this. Uh, we've made fun of him too much. He's, oh, blo- he's, he's blocked. All Peter of Hitchens, us, so he's Hitchens, come blocked on this show and talk about the conception of time. <laughs> uh, let me see if uh, let me, like there are a couple more people I want to talk about. One um uh is there was recent news about a certain MP uh who I call penis 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 or John Woodcock. <laughs> it um. It seems that um, the, like I said earlier, there are Corbinite Labour MPs, there are Blairite Labour MPs, but there's only one Justice and Development Party Labour MP. That's right. That's right, the MP for ISIS. There's only one John Woodcock. Erda John, <laughs> as Max Shanley calls him. <laughs> yeah, John Woodcock, um, apparently the power of nominative determinism just took hold of him. And he was implicated in some impropriety, and he's fucking suspended. He's in real trouble. How, how's John Woodcock going to get out of this scrape? Yeah, <laughs> What's Johnny going to do? do, do <laughs> what know, Johnny did next? Do you know? Do you know he's married to um, Isabel Hardman from The Spectator? Yeah, yeah. I only realized like when I when I um, when the whole news broke out and everyone was just like, I'm you know feeling sorry for Isabel Hardman. Right? I was like, why is everyone? Why would anyone ever feel sorry for Isabel Hardman? So, so it was just very confusing. And then I realized that, oh shit, like that's absolutely bizarre. And then I ended up down this like rabbit hole of like looking at MPs who married like prominent journalists. And yeah, so like, you know, if the whole Windrush scandal and like Amelia Gentleman like leading that, and mm-hmm. then I found out she was married to Joe Johnson, aka Boris Johnson's brother. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. And this stuff has obviously been like public for ages, but yeah. it's like, those moments when it just takes you back and you're like, oh, okay, maybe like London isn't good. Boris Johnson definitely leaked all of the Windrush shit to Amelia Gentleman as well. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's not, sure. that's like something that even in like journalistic circles are like, oh, that actually could have possibly happened. <laughs> um, because there were like reporters who were reporting on Windrush stuff for ages. Mm. Um, and if you look at like Open Democracy, for example, um, there are like reports of like, you know, deportations and stuff dating back to like 2013, 2014. Mm. Um, you know, and obviously like, you know, the, the work the Guardian's done has been really good work and it's been really important work. Um, but there is that question of like, well, what, you know, so much information coming at one go, like, you know, what is the story behind the story? And like, yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that, that was how I spent one of my like Thursday evenings. <laughs> um, looking up uh, the married, you know, looking up like um, Tory, Tory marriages. It was, it, was, it was a puzzle box where when you solved it, you got another emerald. <laughs> <laughs> the final emerald that I'll Tory, mas- Tory marriages are actually a fascinating thing. Because in the middle of the ceremony, they have to, the, the bride and groom, you know, they get, they get sort of naked and then they lie down either side of a sheet with a hole cut in the middle. Um, <laughs> and then through that hole, you know, they exchange messages about what things they're going to privatize. <laughs> um, but yeah, John Woodcock suspended for John Woodcock is suspended. living up to his namesake. Well, it was um, I I was getting on the tube um with uh. Well, hang on, whoa, whoa, sorry, I just realised we didn't actually contextualise. <laughs> oh, we didn't we... actually contextualise to the the listeners why oh, John, John Woodcock, Woodcock is the is. MP for ISIS and oh yeah, the fucking AKP man, uh, John. Well, I mean, you to explain. Back and forth. It's I mean, due to a really ambitious bit of boundary redrawing by the Tory government. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's the MP for Ankara South. MP for Basildon <laughs> and the Levant. But no, he. Uh, 
So um, he he basically um, gets uh, he well well I won't say it directly in case it's libelous, but um, he he clearly gets uh, paid a lot of money to lobby on behalf of the Turkish government. Um, he, well, defend, he, does, he defended the he invasion lobby, of Afrin. He does lobby on behalf of the Turkish government. Mm-hmm. We assume, we don't know for sure, it's because he gets paid to do so. Yes, he does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he obviously uh, supported and tried to contextualize in the British media the Turkish army's effective support for ISIS in crushing mm-hmm. the Kurdish population uh-huh. in Afrin. He, uh, he hates socialism in, in Kurdistan, and he hates it here. Oh, God. Well, you know what? So um, uh, as international officer, I sit on the Young Labour National Committee. And at our first uh, inaugural meeting, which was ostensibly to discuss the upcoming democracy review in the party, uh, we passed a motion supporting uh, the demonstrators in Afrin and supporting um, supporting the resistance to Turkish forces there. We also included like a condemnation of John Woodcock's behavior, nice. basically saying that he supported like a fascistic form of rule in Turkey and is, you know, complicit in the deaths of thousands of Kurdish people. And that same day, we were laughing because within about about like an hour of the release of the statement, he was talking about resigning the Labour whip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he is like, like it's it's bad. You know what we I was saying this with, with Haley. It's bad that it happened. Not no questioning that. It couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah. Oh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, could it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So well, fuck you, I John actually Woodcock. heard that the Turkish <laughs> government was John paying Woodcock. John Woodcock to lobby on behalf of less regular bin collections, which is what I'm really upset so fuck about. Fuck you, John Woodcock. You're out. Disgrace to the Labour Party. Fuck you, Jess Phillips. Fuck off to the Tories. Um, and everyone talking down the local elections. Uh, I think you can lick all of our collective asses because we actually did a fantastic job. I would rather you didn't lick mine because it's quite ticklish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I'm very sensitive about that area. All right, I think that about does it for this uh this 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 one once again episode of Trash Future, the podcast about how the future is local elections, <laughs> how the future is bin collection. Goodbye. Uh Marcus, thanks for coming on. Now thanks for having me. So I'm a little tired and croaky, but no, we all are. Yeah, the future is all about the bins. If you care about the bins, tweet me. We'll start the bin party. Thank you.